Welcome back to Logically Speaking Sports, brought to you by the Daily Beacon. This week, we'll be doing picks 17 through 32 on our mock draft. And so, Adam, you can start with pick 17, the Giants. Yeah, so I have the Giants pick. And for this one, there's a couple different places they could go with it. Earlier in the draft, we had them taking Jonah Williams, offensive offensive tackle from Alabama. So team needs probably edge corner at the top of the list if you're not including quarterback. Um, which, you know, they could take Haskins with that sixth pick. Um, it's kind of a toss-up right now, but based on this mock, they're taking an offensive tackle with that first pick. Um, so with this pick at 17, um, I was kind of debating Cleveland Farrell was an option. Um, also, both the top two corners, Byron Murphy and Greedy Williams. Um, I'm going to take Greedy with the 17th overall pick. I think he fits better with the Giants and what they want to do. Uh, their physical defense, him and Janoris both like to play with their receiver and play rough with the receiver, get their hands on early and stuff like that. Um, I've seen a lot of Greedy tape just because he played in the SEC and stuff, but um, he's quick with his hips. Uh, I know he hasn't uh, interviewed great, but it's it's been okay. Um, and he worked out pretty well at the combine. So I think uh, overall, he's a pretty safe pick there. I think you're getting a definite number two corner that could possibly blossom into being a number one corner um, after a couple of seasons. So with the 18th pick, I have the Vikings, and this one's pretty easy for me. I have them taking Garrett Bradbury. I know Miller wanted it. <laughs> Yes, with did. the Titans pick yes, uh, right behind me, it just it just makes sense. If they that one of the biggest needs is interior offensive lineman, he's the top center in the draft, and I just feel like if Kirk Cousins, you gave him what a hundred million guaranteed or however much guaranteed, his yeah, whole contract's guaranteed. Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense you need to protect him, which at times last year they didn't do a very good job. So yeah. it makes sense that you pretty much this entire draft, whatever with whatever second round pick they have, you need to build the offensive line, and it starts with him, and, I mean, everything starts with the center, so. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Garrett Bradbury, obviously, I, I really want that number 19. I'm not going to lie about it. I think he is the best, probably, offensive line prospect in this draft. Uh, but I agree. I think, as of right now, Minnesota's problem isn't – Kirk Cousins had a shaky first year. I mean, I think we can attribute that to the offensive coordinator. It clearly didn't really work out. Something yeah. something didn't work out there. Uh, and the receivers aren't the issue. Tight end isn't the issue. So I, I think it has come down – they need to – something else needs to get fixed. I think it does come down to the offensive line has deficiencies. And so with the pick number 19, I'm going to take Cloan Farrell. Uh, again, Greg Badbury would be my ideal pick here, but I also think Edge is, again, a very valid position that the Titans need to address. Uh, Harold, Landry, Harold Landry, as long as he takes that next step in year two, is a franchise edge rusher for us for the next like seven to eight years, um, as long as nothing goes wrong, obviously. And I think Cloan Farrell matches Landry's skill set as he – as Landry's more of a bend, I think Farrell's more likely just to kind of like pound pass offensive, offensive linemen and tackles. And I think I think you pair those two together. I also think Brian Burns could also, if he falls, would be an ideal pick here too. Yeah. I think I think someone that maybe either so – you just need someone that's in the complement Landry and be good enough to come in day one and kind of give Cameron Wake – give him let him rotate in. Because yeah. if Cameron Wake has to play a lot of downs, he's not going to be productive. He's yeah. just – he's getting older – I, the Titans made a, it's a good signing still for the Titans it addresses addresses a need but they need someone to kind of come in and give Wake a break and that can be productive. And 
Yeah, I think Farrell fits in really nicely. I think him and Landry can be really good. Um, also, one thing to look at, I know Farrell is like a, a real team guy. He's like yeah. a leader on that defense. He yeah, definitely fit the locker room um, for sure. Yeah, and so I think coming in, he may be even more like experienced and yeah. knowledgeable than Harold Landry even is just because Landry didn't get a lot of hype, wasn't on a ridiculous defense like Clemson. Um, but I think overall, that combo could be really lethal going forward. Um, so I have the Steelers pick at number 20. A um, couple places they could go here. I I really only think wide receiver and corner here would be like the smartest ways to go. Um, I think they have a pretty solid roster, but the only really options would be like Byron Murphy or uh, Nikhil Harry, depending on how high you are on him, or Hakeem Butler. Um, A.J. Brown could slide in. I don't, I'm not as high on A.J. Brown as I am the two that I mentioned before that. Um, and I actually have Hakeem Butler. Him and, him and Metcalf are right next to each other with my rankings. Um, I, some days I think Butler's wide receiver one. Some days it's Metcalf. It really just depends. I like Butler's um, production in college. Uh, he plays the ball really well, and he's absolutely massive. Um, so I think overall him and Juju could be a really nice combo. So I'm going to take him here at number 20 for the Steelers. Um, I think years down the road you could be looking at, at him and Juju as a, just a really lethal combo um, in a you know an offense that likes to go down the field. Um, especially with James Conner being the running back now, you know, he likes to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Um, and so overall, I think Hakeem Butler would fit in really nicely with Pitt. So I have the 21st pick, and I have it's the Seattle Seahawks, and I think their major needs are safety, edge help, and cornerback. As you saw, uh, uh, Grady Williams was just taken off the board about three, four picks ago. Um Safety, safety class is I kind of thin. It's not quite uh, to me. It, is, it doesn't seem like there's that guy like last year with Derwin James or Amika yeah. Fitzpatrick in this draft. There's a lot of variety when it comes to the safeties. It depends on like who you who like the most because it's they're all different guys. Adderley's different from Abram, who's different from Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who's different from Deontay Thompson. It's just all across the board. You got different guys. It depends on what the scheme is. So I think it. it it could be kind of thin just for certain teams because they may not need that that type of safety that's at the top still. And so, I really like I really like Greedy Williams. I I thought he was gonna fit at this with the Seahawks if he could get there. But with this pick, I'm gonna take Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I, I like him a lot. Uh, he kind of he definitely fits what they're doing. And since they lost Earl Thomas to the Ra- um, Ravens, yeah, Ravens. Right? <laughs> Who is it? Earl Thomas, right? He went to the Ravens. Yeah, Earl Thomas yeah. to the Ravens. He replaced Weddle, yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's definitely, a, I think he definitely fits in what they want to do. And, I mean, don't be surprised as more rumors are coming out that with the Giants or with the Seahawks trying to re-sign Russell Wilson, don't be surprised as there's more rumors coming out that he might get traded. And I would, wouldn't be surprised that the Giants try to package how, with how much draft capital they have to try and get it in the Try and fill some needs there, hopefully. But who knows? It'll be that definitely would, interesting when we, when we get closer know. to the draft that would, time. That would be wild. All right, so pick 22 of the Ravens. I think, you know, we said that a bunch last week, I think if there's another team primed to trade down, it is the Ravens. I think they I think they, they don't necessarily have a lot of holes to kind of patch up, but I do think that a little more picks would give them a little more ca- a little more capital to try and fix a lot of, like, some of the gaps in their roster. So this pick, I haven't taken Nikhil Harry uh, at Arizona State. In my opinion, he I think he's my favorite receiver in this draft class. I, I like Metcalf, but I think Harry had the production you, you, you kind of want to see in a receiver coming out of college. 
and he did play Arizona State, so you could you could maybe say that he didn't play high competition. But I I think when it comes down to it, I mean, he produced multiple one thousand yard seasons in college. That's I I, I think regardless of level, that's never easy. So I think for me, Harry's probably the most complete wide receiver in this draft. I think he obviously still has some work to do uh, getting acclimated to the NFL. But I think as of right now, you need to pair someone with Lamar Jackson to kind of let him, maybe him grow with and learn to rely on. And I think Harry's the pick here. Yeah, I like that. I like the fit with Baltimore. Um, I think he would be really nice with Lamar Jackson. I don't. They they gotta hope that Lamar can learn to learn to throw the ball down the field because it's been rough yeah. so far. Lamar, um, Lamar needs someone to. I need someone to learn how to, to throw too. Yeah. Because as of right now, I, I mean, they cut all their receivers. I don't. I I don't even know if I can even name a Baltimore receiver. Right yeah, now, I mean, he, to be honest. And Kill is just an absolute ball hawk. So hopefully that will help Lamar Jackson and. You know, plus having Mark Ingram, who's new. So it, it, it'll be a brand-new offense, basically, for him. Uh, I have pick number 23, the Texans. Uh, this should be black and white for them. Go offensive line. Do not go anywhere else. You have to protect Deshaun Watson with your life. Um, and it's kind of a toss-up for me. I like Dalton uh, Risner from Kansas State. He's pretty solid, but I, I'm not sold on him quite as much as I am Cody Ford. I like Cody Ford because he's a lot more versatile. He can play center. He can play guard. He can honestly play tackle too. Um, so I would look to look for them to take him if he's still there because of how how much he can play. And he's got a lot of reps so far, and he looked really good at Oklahoma. Um, so I honestly think that's a really strong pick for them um, to try to protect Watson and get somewhat of a running game going so we'll see we'll see if he's still there and i think if he is that is an automatic you run it up to the stage and take cody ford so with the next pick 24 i have the oakland raiders uh need still i mean they took quinnon williams which is which is a big deal we i think he's we talked about it before in the last podcast that he really is one of the top picks in this draft whether they believe it or not whether I mean obviously Kyle's going first and Nick Bose is right there, but he's but he should be in the conversation as just top players in general. So, um, like I said, needs are edge, corner, and running back, which is going to be interesting when we get to the twenty seventh pick, which I coincidentally have. But for this pick, I think they're I, I they're going to take Byron Murphy out of Washington. Uh, it's a good I. He fits what they want to do. They need people on the defensive side of the ball after losing Clomat because. We all know how it works in the NFL. You got to get to the quarterback to be good, and it just and if you're able to get to the quarterback, and I know they're trying to add things to the defense with Quinn and Williams, and they get the quarterback, they're going to have to have corners. So I just think it really fits what they want to do as just a whole defense, and hopefully, hopefully when they get to 27, which we get there, I think it's really going to work out. I think this, I think the draft for Oakland. If it turns out this way, it it's gonna be fall, really nice. It can yeah. fall really Not nice for him. I do like I like that pick a lot for Oakland. I think they I think they're still looking to they got a lot of holes to patch, and I think might as well take the one of the best players on the board. I think Byron Murphy definitely fits that. Yeah. I mean the fact that the Eagles went and got Jordan Howard especially helps the Raiders case because I know a lot of mocks had Josh Jacobs going to the Eagles yeah. now, and not so much. I, I could see it still happening because I don't think Jordan Howard is really like an every down guy and I think that him and Josh Jacobs could be something pretty yeah. nice but could, overall I think the Eagles have a couple other needs that they would address no, you can, you can back, see Jordan, especially now you can see Howard and Jacobs kind of like how Howard was of Tariq Cohen in Chicago yeah. I, I think Howard no matter what's going to be a first and second down back especially in short yard situations but I think the Eagles definitely still need a more reliable guy they can pass to the backfield yeah. uh, so with the, so if I'm going to the Eagles pick I have them taking Nasir yeah Nasir Adderley um, 
I think overall that they we we went to the Eagles last year, lose a bunch of their secondary guys, and they just absolutely blimp into the playoffs defensive wise. And I think as of right now, safety is one of their biggest concerns. I mean, you have you have a guy coming off from some massive injury, and the future for their safety seem to kind of be up in the air. There's really they don't really have any kind of clear backup plans past this year. So I think this I think I think it's just a smart pick. Adley, I know from a small school, but I think he's got the skills that you look for. I think he's got NFL type traits. I think he'll. I think. I think with this pick, you'll see him play decently enough in year one. I think. I think he'll like when you see kind of safeties move him into nickel and all that. I think he'll definitely get to see play. Uh, probably be more of a special teams contributor in year one, but I think year two he could be a starter. Yeah, he reminds me of uh, Hooker, who the yeah. Colts drafted. Uh, kind of year one started out slow. I know he was injured some as well. Um, just kind of got acclimated to the league and stuff like that. I think Adderley could be the same way. I think he can. He has a really high ceiling. Uh, just because I know um, he's a team guy and he has really good traits that will move over to the NFL. Um, speaking of the Colts, I have their pick at number 26. Um, honestly, there's uh, really the three options for them is interior D-line, interior D wide receiver, safety. At this point in the draft, I don't think a receiver should go here. I don't think any of the remaining ones are really first-round guys. Um, it's close with Harmon. Uh, I, I would like Harmon in the Colts scheme. A.J. Brown is another option, but I don't think they quite reached there yet. Um, I think there's a there's some depth to the receiver corps, and I think they could wait a little bit until they take one. Another spot would be safety. Uh, I think Thornhill here would be nice, but I don't think he's a first-round guy, and I think Abram would also be nice, but I don't think they get another safety in the first round. So I'm going to have him taking Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. Uh, I love the fit with the Colts. Uh, he's an he's a really quick guy um, on the inside. Can also play on the outside a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's had a ton of success at Clemson. Um, honestly, was projected to possibly be like a top ten pick. Um, with how much depth there is on the D line, um, he might get you know lost. But he's a legit dude that has uh, he can use his hands really well, and he's just a really smart player. Um, playing at Clemson for how long he did um, with the talent around him he learned how to you know work with guys that were really good as well um, and really f make that D-line one of the best if not the best in the country so I think that's a safe pick you're getting a guy that you know exactly what he is um, for the Colts and I think I think it's a good one for that's, him. you know trust me as a Titans fan that's a that's a very terrifying pick for me I think Kirsten Wilkins. I guess I think with how stacked this defensive line class is, I think I think you're going to see guys fall. And I think in this case, Christian Wilkins probably is the guy to fall the most, in my opinion. But I think uh, you're now you're right for the Colts to get someone like Wilkins that late and kind of start to build and, and maybe another next generation of their defensive line. I think that only benefits them, and I, I, it's a safe pick, like you said. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree for sure. Um, so with the 27th pick, as I mentioned earlier, the Oakland Raiders again. For me, I. I for a while, as we thought before the Eagles traded for Jordan Howe, we all thought that, that was kind of the, the consensus um, pick for them, Josh Jacobs uh, running back. But then, as we like I said, they traded for Jordan Howard, and then so now he's Oakland there, and I it just fits what they want. It's a playmaker they need. It's now he's a top, I think he really is a top ten talent just in the overall draft, but because it's a running back and it's because it's just they just don't get taken top five. I think the only team that could really take them as maybe the Buccaneers, but I mean with with uh, Devin Bush, I just don't see that like with Devin, White, yeah. Devin White, I just don't see that happening. I it just doesn't it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but at twenty seven, I getting more playmakers. So really, 
Uh, it's going to be what their their stars are going to be: Antonio Brown, Tyro Williams, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr. And I mean, in the second round, I, I wouldn't be surprised they start to rebuild the offensive line. It's going to be like I said. We t- like you just said. If it falls right for them, it, it, they could be looking. I mean, obviously the division they're in with the Chiefs and the in Denver and, and Chargers. And Chargers. Too. It's going to be tough, but let me tell you, they're going to give people a run for their money. They don't. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. They're not going to be down very long, as we thought. No, that's a very potent passing attack, especially if Derek Carr is on the roster on on opening day, which is yeah. which is yet to be seen with apparently the Raiders. Well, I, I think if they get him these these you know threats on the offense he's gonna go back to being the Derek Carr that he was a couple years ago MVP season yeah yeah. like he can he is a legitimate quarterback and if they get rid of him that's that's an interesting call I wouldn't do it if he's my quarterback I really like him and he's a great team guy uh loves all of his players and stuff like that um so yeah I think Jacobs there would be great a great pick yeah so pick 28 with the Chargers uh I, I they need offensive tackle help and I I I just as of right now, there's not there's not any guy I think I think is worthy of a first round pick in offensive tackle wise. So I have the, I have the Chargers taking Jeffrey Tillery, which I don't I, which is still isn't a bad pick. It's a very safe pick. He's he was very productive in college. I I think overall I just it makes a very already intimidating Chargers defense even more intimidating. I think he's a starter from day one. And I think just I think overall you just pair him on a D line with with pass like rushing special like Bosa and Ingram. I think this makes him just overall more terrifying to play. Yeah, no, I like the fit there. Um, if they can bolster the interior of that D-line, stop the run some, force some teams to pass the ball, and then unleash Ingram and Bosa, that can be legit. Um, I have picked 29, the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a couple ways they could go. They have a really complete roster, to be honest with you. Um, I know they don't have Kareem Hunt anymore, but honestly, with how Damian Williams played, there's no real reason to reach for a running back because in that offense, most running backs will be successful, and he really was. Um, so they could go edge or corner here, in my opinion. Um, I'm not high on Rashawn Gary. I'm not taking him in the first round. Um, and Ja'Kai Polite has fallen down draft boards into like the third and fourth round. Um, those were guys early on that people thought could go in the first. I, I don't see it. Um, so I think it comes down to Amani Arroyo from Penn State or DeAndre Baker. Um, Baker was, at first, before all the draft process kind of started, he was like, oh, you know, corner one, corner two mm-hmm. discussion. Now some people have him out of their top five, top six corners. Um, the size is there. The production is there at Georgia. He didn't have a lot of interceptions, but he plays the ball well, a lot of pass breakups, stuff like that. Um, but he didn't test great. Um, there's been some, like, character concerns and stuff yeah. like that after interviewing uh he just doesn't want to work too hard he thinks he's already you know at a maximum for talent and that's just not true um especially going into the nfl scouts and owners don't want to hear that sure. um so i'm going to take a, a Rorier who i think uh has a higher ceiling than baker does and i just think overall he's a safer pick uh, he's been rising up draft boards just because he was productive in college and he also just has really good traits um he's he can turn quick with receivers uh he plays good zone, stuff like that. So overall, I think the pros with him um, outweigh the cons with the, that they do with Baker. Um, he jumps routes really well. Uh, he, he did for Penn State, stuff like that. Um, so overall, I'm going to have him go into the Chiefs, and I think it's a really good pick for them, especially going down the road. That's a great pick. I think uh, I think we all can agree that the Chiefs really need to bolster their secondary. I think they probably – I didn't decide the game against the Patriots or anything like that, but I think definitely their secondary would have 
if they had a better secondary, it would have impacted more. Their defense needs to get better. It's worth the most lackluster. Their offense is going to be potent for years to come now with Pat Mahomes. I think they're sick. I think their defense, especially their secondary, needs some work, and I think that's a really good pick for them there. So I have uh, Green Bay's pick again at 30. There's a couple ways you could go. Getting all the all the teams with multiple picks. They're building their whole roster for them. <laughs> Uh, there's a few ways you could go with this. Uh, I think safety's a big need. Tight end's a big need. Um, offensive line, I think interior defensive lineman is a big deal. And so, I mean, looking at the board right now, we have Noah Fant, which, I mean, for many, I think, many experts think that's like a dream scenario for Green Bay. If he falls to 30, that would be Jeffrey Simmons crazy. is still there, which I, I'm not so sold on tight ends. I don't like tight ends. I'm not super sold on tight end taking tight ends in the first round. It's not my. It's not really my type of deal, uh, especially after the whole Eric Ebron thing, which, I mean, with Indianapolis, he's turned out to be a, an absolute stud. But I'm not super sold on that. I, I'm going to take Noah Fant here. I really, really, it's what I think they're probably going to do. I really wish they would take Jeffrey Simmons because he would bolster that <laughs> defensive line. I really think so because not only are you going to have Marquise Brown, but you're going to have Jeffrey Simmons there. But, I mean, I really, I, it's really tough for me not to take Jeffrey Simmons, but I'm going to take Noah Fett because that's just what I think is going to happen today, if he's even there. if he, he'd probably, More than likely, he probably won't be there. He, I think because Miller took Hawkinson, I think. I yeah, think I it's going to be Fant over Hawkinson probably <coughs> before. I think it's just because he kind of fits what the more modern-day NFL is. Yeah, but, yeah, both of them could go, like, top 15. Yeah, yeah. There's just a range of teams that could take them, so it, it's kind of weird. One of them may fall. Both of them may fall if teams don't want to take a tight end that early. I think, the, I think the Raiders could probably take one if they want one, I'm just depending on what they want to do, depending how the – like I said, how it falls, how, how, it, how it falls for them. But like I said, it's really tough for me not to take Jefferson because I am so he's a top five player in this draft and I they see it I get it but like, mm, mm, it's tough. It's, no. it's really tough. It's it's anybody else in the next couple of picks I would definitely be on for them, but for him, but you know. No, I, I think I think what you you're gonna see either a team that can afford to take a chance with Simmons in the first round and maybe and like give him a year to rehab and come back in year two. Uh, definitely might do it. I think realistically, I think Simmons falls to the second round, which is an eight, which is no insult to him. He is a he will be a top NFL player as long as he comes back 100% from this ACL injury. I just think as of right now, in the first round, you're looking for a guy that steps on the onto your roster day one and contributes. And as of right now, just Simmons isn't that guy. But I do, I do, like you said, I, it's an, it seems to me for me to take him at, at number 31 with the Rams. But again, I think the Rams are looking for an immediate contributor on that D line, and I haven't taken Dexter Lawrence. They lost the Dominican Sioux, and I think they're looking kind of for a new nose tackle because in the Rams system, nose tackle is heavily involved, and you need. You, and I think we can agree that they, their defense did seem to take a step back this past year. They stepped up in the playoffs, and so maybe it was maybe it was a lack of kind of knowing what they were capable of, and maybe they didn't put their full effort in. Whatever it may be, their their run defense needs work. And Dexter Lawrence, I mean, he's the last guy from that Clemson D-line. I mean, he's proven they're all studs. They're all going in the first round. So I think as of right now, this this is the safe pick for the Rams. I think this bolsters what already is a probably top five defensive unit talent wise in the NFL. And I think just I think overall it's just it's a really good pick and he'll be he'll be there. No, they're starting no cycle from day one. Yeah, I think it's a solid pick. I think anybody on that Clemson D line is going to be a solid it's, pick. It's I know such a, all basically their picks. entire defensive line is being taken in the first round of the <laughs> NFL draft. So if that doesn't tell you anything. 
I don't know what will because that's it's ridiculous. And I think Lawrence fits well with them. Uh, if he does drop to the second, I think a team is getting a really good player in the second round. Um, I know some people have been lower on him because he didn't test great at the combine, but honestly, he had a lot of production. And he's shown up, you know, for Clemson uh, the entire time he's been and, there. And, so. I, and I think the Rams are a team that can afford to kind of maybe look past the combine and how yeah. and how they did then, and look at more so like what he did yeah. in game situations. Yeah, and it's also the fact he's used to playing with a really good um, D line already. Yeah. Now he steps in and plays with Aaron Donald. You can only see, that's, you know, the ceiling getting higher for him. So, so I, I think it's so a, dangerous. I think it's a good combo uh, for the Patriots here at thirty-two to round it off. I'm going to be taking the last pick. Um, defensive line is probably their biggest need. Um, I, they could take a receiver, but Patriots, I don't really see them taking a receiver in the first yeah, round. They, yeah, they never really take a receiver in the first yeah, round. Yeah, because, I mean, they can get it done with anybody. They it doesn't can. matter. It's, it's um, they can man. pull Josh system. Gordon off the street and get a couple good games out of him. They make <laughs> Julian Edelman look like, you know, fantastic. Julian Edelman's great, but it's just like... Good skill, good skill set. Steps in the yeah, playoffs. It's, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's not. We're not discounting any of these guys' talent. They, yeah. they're in the NFL. They're the most talented football players on the planet. Yeah. But the Patriots system yeah. can make anyone go. I mean, we can. And now Trent Brown just got massively paid by the Raiders. But we can agree he was mediocre in San Francisco. Goes to the Patriots, kills it for a year, and now he signs a mega deal with the with the Raiders. We'll see how he. I mean, he may have learned something from the Patriots and yeah. pays off. But it's we'll, just a system thing, and they made and they make Edelman look great. They made everybody look great. Partly because of Brady, partly because of Belichick. It's just the system they run, um, and it plays to, to everyone's strengths that are on their roster. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end up taking a D lineman here. I'm gonna take Jeffrey Simmons. Makes sense. Um, I think I think it's a good pick for him. I think it's a it's a can't miss pick. Um, just because they don't necessarily need him this year, um, just because I mean they have a solid defense right now, and I think uh, the injury concerns are definitely scary, um, and I think that could make him slide into the second round. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But for this mock, uh, I didn't love anybody that's on the edge that's remaining. Uh, I think Winovich could could fit there, but I don't see them taking him in the first round. If he slides to him in the second, that would be a great fit, um, especially if they took Simmons in the first. Then you're getting two guys in a year that could be really, really good, really massive for that defense. Um, I've seen Simmons play a lot, of course, so I, I'm, of course, high on him. He's in my top five on my draft board, but um, he's explosive. He's quick with his hands, uh, doesn't jump snaps, uh, stuff like that. Um, but overall, I know a lot of people compare him to, like, you know, Aaron Donald and stuff like that. I, I don't really compare guys to Aaron Donald and stuff like that coming that's out of college. A, that's, that's setting it for um, that would That would be awesome if a lot of these guys, you know, did live up to that ceiling. Um, I know him and Quinnen, for me, are definitely the top two interior D linemen. Um, but overall, I think it's a great pick for the Patriots, and I think – um, in their system, it's only going to make him better, and I think it's it's scary for the other teams in that division as if they weren't scared enough. The Patriots already. No, I agree. And just like at least like I do with Lawrence and the Rams, I think I think Simmons is definitely a I don't want to say a risk, but I think it's I think it is a pick the Patriots will be won't regret making. I think he could be what Trey Flowers was and more for sure. I think his ceiling's yeah. higher than that. Except I think this time he'll stick around New England if he is he lives up to that billing. Yeah, for sure. And that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.